to Teachers Off Duty. If you've never joined us before, my name is Rebecca Rogers. I'm R. Rogers World on all social media platforms. I'm Lauren Woolley, Mrs. Woolley in fifth on all socials. What? <laughs> I'm uh, Honest Teacher Vibes, Brie Richardson on all socials. I panicked for a minute because I didn't know if we were still going in the same That's order. why I looked over at you And like then that. both of you just head snapped on the right, and I was like, okay, it's me. The signal. <laughs> and we have... And I'm Josh Monroe, at Miss Monroe and Nala on all social media still platforms. Nala's not here. She could still be at our feet being so sweet. Did you, did you change your username? Huh? Or has it always been? It's all... Publicly, it's always been Miss Monroe and Nala. Oh, okay, okay. But say no more. Same, I had a private one too at first, and then. Yeah. Originally, I was like, maybe I'll have like a private Instagram and a public. No, it's I can't. I can't manage all the different things. It does not make sense. (laughs) But not the cameraman saying got the same problem. So we know that we are all younger teachers, you know, and something that we were talking about is how schools when we were students and when we went to schools is so much different than how it is now that we are teachers. You know, there are things that kids could not get away with back then that they definitely can now. There are things that teachers could get away with back then that they just can't now. And we feel like we hear from a lot of our veteran friends and our veteran followers that it's so different now. We definitely plan on having an episode in the future, like really highlighting veteran teachers. But today we really want to talk about how things are so different between when we were students now that we're teaching you know in the actual classroom at the head of the classroom i mean it's just like night and day in in my opinion like there are things that you see like little threads trickle from like when you were in school to now that are still kind of similar but the majority of things i feel like are so different than when we were in school and i think you know the whole reason I became a teacher was because I had really good teachers in school and I really enjoyed my like my elementary school experience and I really enjoyed school in general and I think I had like kind of rose-colored glasses when I was first going into teaching because I had those like the memories from school when I was in elementary school and was like this is what school should look like and then going to schools where it did not look that way and I think kind of ruined it for me a little bit and you know it's it's hard to kind of have that realization that like oh it's been like 15 years. Things are probably different. Right. I'm mad about, <laughs> like, I, I remember, the thing I remember from school is that when it was pizza day, that pizza used to be busting. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what nah. kind of uh, Hellman's mayonnaise pizza they serving now. <laughs> no. But when I was in school, they had the pizza with the little stuffed crust and it was fire. Oh my God. Okay. Stuffed crust? Yeah, it was fire. Wow. It was fire. So in my, in my high school, I remember um, it was right before um, like Obama became president and Michelle Obama did like her initiative to make schools healthier mm-hmm. and at my old at my high school you used to be able to get a whole freaking basket of french fries for lunch and like a cup of cheese sauce and that was your whole lunch and then like Whoa. there were like these cheese bunch. stick packets like Dang. you could get I, i'm not kidding that's what i ate for lunch like a pack of, of french fries and like you couldn't do that now they're like you need a vegetable you need a fruit oh. you need it and i'm like they uh, they could not do that now. <laughs> they don't even get them ketchup. I'm like, Here, I'm a bucket of fries. Go. Yeah, they don't <laughs> like, even, y'all don't even fry the French fries no more. I'm supposed to eat these stale uh, cardboard tasting French fries without some ketchup. Disrespect. Bree, you come on down to Omaha because our school district we ran out of that gross pizza, the square kind, mm-hmm. and so we went to this company called Big Daddy's for our pizza. Oh, <laughs> Big Daddy's pizza. It was good. It do be bussin' bussin'. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> it do be 
bussing, bussing. I'm gonna pull up. Oh, I love Josh. Josh, that's my favorite line. That's my favorite. That's my favorite thing. That, that was, was so unexpected. Oh, I know. That, no, that was cream turkey day though at my school. We had like cream, cream, turkey. cream turkey day. It was literally cream? just a pile of mashed potatoes and then gravy and turkey on top. Oh, and it like it, it sounds good? gross, but yeah, everyone would lose their ever loving minds for cream turkey day. And then like. They actually, a couple years ago, did, like, a Cream Turkey Day fundraiser. So you could actually, like, get takeout Cream Turkey Day. That is and so all the adults were, like, going you to get food. No. Yeah. That must be a Midwestern thing, Do you have that, Day? Oh, yeah. Okay. That's, a, that's our Thanksgiving yeah, meal. Like, oh, yeah. At school. Lose their, they lose their minds over Cream like Turkey Day. We had the cheese dippers. That was my favorite. Did you guys ever have those? It's, like, basically a not a mozzarella stick that's, like, fried, but, like, breaded and baked and those were that was the best lunch but they changed them now too like the cheese dippers they have now are not the same cheese dippers of when i was in school because now they look gross like we had them pizza them pizza sticks too but them johns will because now they all have to be whole wheat too no <laughs> see <What? laughs> i know i've talked before about like my crazy a push teacher that made me want to teach social studies mm-hmm. i know i've said before like he was insane and thinking back to how fun our class was and some of the outlandish things he did there is no way no way he would be able to get away with some of that stuff now like some things that he did to really make a lesson memorable you know like one example would be peggy eaton who was a very scandalous historical figure Mm -hmm. and like one way he got us to remember this lady and like the impact she had on on politics at the time was he passed around a barbie doll that had no clothes on and it literally was like this it was so weird and it was like uh, it didn't make definitely sense definitely in trouble time. with that oh yeah i can't even imagine what would happen uh, it was so no, strange I'm no comment <laughs> it was what? so strange that we were all like what the heck is this like is this even and, but now that would never like almost everything that he did Almost every single thing that he did would not be allowed. This is not of, okay. Kind of strange, even then. We're, we're gonna have to talk about the connection later. Like, I'm what did he do in that lesson? Yeah. And more so was like it was such a wow factor of like, did he just do that? That like I've never forgotten who Peggy Eaton was. You know, like because she was a very like scandalous woman, and it was. It was <laughs> why why teach you that anyway? <laughs> Because She's scandalous and you passed out a naked Barbie. What's going on here? <laughs> it was more of the effect that she had on politics because the <laughs> the wives of the other politicians in the White House tried to basically bully President Jackson to get rid of her oh. and her husband and he pretty much told them to f off, and it was like a whole thing in did. politics. With scandalous wife and Nick and Barbies. I bet, talk, I bet she anyway, didn't even say um, f off. So something I remember <laughs> when school. <laughs> no, one thing one of my teachers did that I really wanted to do um, when I became a teacher. So in second grade, my teacher Mrs. Bergen, she had a giant claw foot bathtub in her classroom. What? And she filled it with pillows. And every day for like silent reading, she would pull like someone's popsicle stick and you got to sit in the pillow Aww, bathtub so that's awesome. and read your book, right? So I was like, I'm like, hell yeah, I want a bathtub in my classroom. So like I literally, <laughs> I, like my first You imagine teaching, walking in on open house night, you're like, wait, wait, wait. I know. Why should teacher like, got a bathtub in there? Well, and then I. <laughs> We're going somewhere else. My, <laughs> my first year teaching, I, lo- I was looking for one and then like my school was like, yeah, you can't do that now. And I was like, why you gotta hate but like i realized i'm like 
that was like my first exposure to flexible seating. And like, I love flexible seating now and I have all these different options for kids. awesome. But I still wish I could have a bathtub full of pillows. It was just the best thing. But I'm like, now I'm thinking about that. I'm like, "Mm, the lice and the germs and the, nope. You know what? I had a teacher when I was in seventh grade, you would never be able to do this now. But I I had a teacher named Miss Burnett when I was in seventh grade. I'll never forget her. She used to let me stay after school with her and she would take me home. And after, like, she would let me clean her chalkboards. I'm showing how old I am, but she had chalkboards. <laughs> what and are she used to, chalkboards? So Google it, for goodness sake. Goodness, how uh, old are you? But she, shut up, Josh. <laughs> Lauren, Josh's wife, Lauren, if you're watching this, come get him. Hey, I'm, j- just be clear, I'm two years older than you. So. All right, make haste. <laughs> um, so she used to let me clean her chalkboards and, like, being able to stay after school like school was kind of a safe place for me growing up so being able to stay after school with her like while she was grading papers and I'd like clean her chalkboard and like clean up stuff in the room and she would like take me to get clothes and stuff like if I needed stuff yeah she was like she was like a really like important figure in my life when I was in seventh grade and now we would never be able to do that we can't hang out with our kids outside of school we can't like they can't ride in our cars and I mean I understand the reasons why those things were put into place but I just remember uh I remember that was she was like a very impactful is that why you became a teacher was because of her so not really people ask me like all the time like if I became a teacher because of my teachers but I kind of fell into teaching like I was coaching girls basketball uh at the school that I was a teacher assistant at but I graduated from college with a sports medicine degree and I didn't really want to do that. Most people graduate and they don't really do what they graduated with. And so I was a teacher assistant and I coached girls basketball and I quit being a teacher assistant after I had Peyton. But then once Peyton got a little bit bigger, I went back to um, the school setting because I liked the school setting. So I started substitute teaching and they needed a long term sub for a class. So they asked me to be a long term sub and they were like, you already have a bachelor's degree. Might as well, you know, go ahead and do an alternate route program, and become a teacher. But then once I started teaching, I remembered the effect that my teachers had on me. And especially when I got to high school, my high school teachers were phenomenal. And when I got to high school, like if we, if me and my twin came to school, like crying because our parents got into a fight before we came to school, or like if we didn't have something to eat the night before or like whatever situation like we were dealing with, like before we came to school, my teachers were like very like aware of like if we needed like a time like if we needed to rest for a couple of minutes if we need like they were just very aware and I wanted to be that for my students but I didn't know that until like after I became a teacher and I think listening to the three of you tell those stories about moments that you remember in teaching can bring us back to what teaching should be and how it was back then right Mm. because one way that I've noticed it's so different we all have those memories of teachers I've got Mr. Henry who is my fourth grade teacher and I talk about him all the time any chance I get Mm -hmm. I remember nothing he taught me except chess like he would take time away from the lessons we were doing and he taught our whole class how to play chess Wow! but I remember nothing academically that he taught me but I remember the way he made me feel. And that's why I went into teaching, right? But now we look at how it's different and there's so much pressure put on us. Mm -hmm. Are your kids ready to pass this test? Mm -hmm. Are your kids ready to meet these standards? Are your kids this? Are your kids Mm -hmm. that? And there's 
a whole lot less emphasis on are we giving kids opportunities to remember our class through getting into a bathtub of pillows Mm -hmm. or making sure that our needs are met Mm -hmm. or lessons that are going to stick with them for life yeah i was just saying that to you i'm like i don't remember any of my teachers stressing about a test like that like i I remember taking tests all of our tests because we're old we're on paper and pencil packets like we didn't have the computer test yeah little scantrons but like, I don't ever remember my teachers, you know, emphasizing that I needed to pass a test or I needed to do well on something. Mm-hmm. Like, that was never, you know, something that was brought up. But now I feel like we just freaking cram it down their throats. Right. And it's like, it's exhausting. And right. it, makes, it takes the fun out of it. And that's why we, you know, we have this collection of kids that just freaking hate school because that's all they hear all day is that you're test, not going to pass test, this test. test you're test. not going to pass right. the test. And they start when it's yeah. not even age appropriate. Right. My right. six-year-old should not be taking a test that is going to track him all the way through 12th no. grade. No, yeah. no. I, that's ridiculous. And I get why he takes it. Like, we want to see his growth and stuff. Right. There should be no pressure put on him. There should no. be nothing. That no. was a six- Six-year-old, right? A, a reading test too. Like you want my you want my six-year-old to sit down and take a reading test. Thankfully, it reads it to him, but it's an hour long. How do you expect my six-year-old, who is already all over the place, and I'm grown there, and I can't right? see? It. No, that's that's lit- and yeah. It's not only that; it's not just like the expectations of students have changed. That they're the things that we expect of students have changed so much, but it's mm-hmm. also the expectation of how they behave has changed so much. Like the way that students are able to get away with talking to teachers. Meh. One person sent me a story <laughs> about how she literally had a kid just come up to her and say, "Hey, um, I know that this is my grade, but." I think that my grade should be boosted. And she's like, no. And she was pregnant at the time. And just trigger warning for anyone. Like, he, he literally, she's, you're not going to grade my, or you're not going to raise my grade? Fine. I hope your baby dies. <gasps> and she, like, just said that and walked away. Oh and God. literally reported to admin. Nothing happened. The mo- Like, just nothing happened. And that's just supposed to be expected to be fine and listen, taken. Listen, the way some of these kids talk to us and to uh, their teachers and they mom and dad it's insane i would never i would be dead and buried in the ground Man. if i ever came home and my parents heard i was talking to teachers the way that some of these Price kids crazy. Us. snatched out my trachea i wouldn't even be able to talk she just snatched it right out my oh throat. my god Bri, even- you and i went to school you were back in the 90s then mm-hmm. right and i don't know if my teacher should have done this but i got smart with her one night and i was scared to go home too she grabbed me by my ear <laughs> <laughs> right like, <laughs> We can't. Yeah. You can't do kids, that but, now. Uh-uh. But but we were scared to yeah. be disrespectful. Right. We were we had a respect for authority. Yeah. These kids, now, we knew they, consequences baby, are they coming. They ain't scared of nobody. We had a teacher at our school. She told a kid they were like running down the hall or something, and she was like, "Hey, y'all need to stop running and playing. Like, go back to your class." Y'all, that girl turned around and and told her, "You need to get over yourself." Wow. Uh, now my kids don't talk to me like that, baby. Because who are you talking to, baby? Because I match energy. <laughs> yeah. So don't say that to me because I might be using some sentence enhancers if you turn around sentence and tell me enhancers. to get over myself. So, but here's the thing about kids too. They know who they can talk to like that and who they bet mm-hmm. not talk to like that. Yeah. Because a kid would never look at me and say, you need to get over yourself. You got about 2.5 seconds. And I mean, that's all you got to step out my classroom before it <laughs> turned into uh, we before it turned into something it don't need to turn into. Because that is so disrespectful. Yeah. That you as a 12 year old think you can turn around to a teacher and when they're telling you to do something and say you need to get over yourself. Right, and it, it, and it's a rule that you're breaking. Right. 
Right, exactly. Right. And I'm like, how you mad? If anybody should be mad, it should be me that I got to deal with y'all. How you mad? If you're going to be mad at anybody for your behavior, be mad at yourself. Why are you mad at me? Like, and you know all that disrespect has to come from somewhere. Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't just manifest. It's learned from somewhere. I had someone else send me a story how during virtual learning, the the teacher got an email from a parent saying that virtual learning gives their kid anxiety and when the teacher addresses him online it gives him anxiety so she's not allowed to address him on like the google me or the zoom whatever they use she can only speak to him through email and they have to be cc'd to make sure she's not telling him any crazy stuff she do that though like they virtual learning was like required for them yeah yeah they let her do that the, like, what was else it like an do? IEP? Like he had no like a, IEP or anything. It just was a. He just didn't have to come to virtual learning. He went, but she couldn't talk to him on virtual learning. He had he kept Listen, everything. The off amount and, of the amount of things that these parents even get away with now. It's like, you know, they bat an eye and like want something done, and admin just bends the knee, man, like, right? and like lets it happen. And I'm like, fool. Like it's just it's it's oh my god. It's, it's so, so infuriating. It's disrespectful. And degrading to the teacher. I had a kid one time. I took her phone because I was tired of having her phone out. And I'm one of those teachers again. I'm not going to take your phone the first time I see it. But, bro, if I had to tell you more than one time, I don't tell kids more than one time to do something. So, if I tell you, put your phone up, I don't take phones the first time I see it. So, if you got it out again, give it to me. Mm -hmm. So, the girl, this was also a student who was constantly out of dress code. Because she said, my mom told me that whatever she dressed me in is what I'm wearing to school. Okay, well, you and your mom breaking the dress code. So when she sent you to school in it, you going to in-school suspension because you had a dress code. And clearly, you and your mama don't know how to follow the rules. So I took the girl's phone and because she wouldn't stop having it out. Her mom came up to the school. It was like this whole thing. The girl gonna proceed to walk back down to my classroom and say, my mama, she had another kid's phone. <laughs> she had another kid's phone in her hand. I don't know who, which house. <laughs> I, I was so flabbergasted at the time because when she left my class, she was in dress code that particular day. When she came back, I had already taken her phone. Not only was she, she had a phone in her hand, but she was out of dress code again. And I was so flabbergasted. That I didn't even realize she had a phone until she walked away. Because when she came back, she was like holding her phone. And she was like, my mama said, "Give me, you need to give me my phone. My mama at the front office right now. She said, you need to give me my phone. Baby, your mama don't run nothing up here but her mouth. <laughs> you are not admin. If an administrator come and tells me to give you, give your mother your phone, that's a different thing. But don't you ever run up on me talking about what your mama said come back because your mama don't work here. You disrespectful, your mama disrespectful, both of y'all get out of my face. So people need to realize, like, teachers, it's only so much we going to take. Because that was so disrespectful. That parent was disrespectful. That child was disrespectful. And I went straight to admin. And thank the Lord, I had a good admin at the time because the child lied and said something that was absolutely not true. So I had to go straight to admin. And I said, that parent is in the front office right now. I'm not going up there to talk to that parent. Because it's not going to be pretty. If the if Because the girl, the way that she came down there was aggressive. Like her mama was yelling on the phone. Like, uh, tell pretty much tell that B to give you your phone. And I'm like, I'm a teacher, but baby, I'm a person first. So the the disrespect and the things that these people are able to get away with. And I went to admin because some admin, because they're scared of parents, will throw the teacher under the bus and run you over with it. And I'm like, before I even allow y'all to do that to me, I'm coming to you before you talk to that parent to tell you exactly what happened. 
why do we as teachers have to be paranoid like that? And like we have to explain ourselves like, you know, we're on trial or something. Right. It's I'm like, like, that's not right. And it should not be like that. No. We, we are the adult. Right. Right? Like, yeah. you, your child is a child. Something else that I thought really, like, I, I was thinking back to some of my memories from elementary school and, like, some things that I remembered and, like, going along with behavior and stuff. So, like, you know, we do... PBIS now and I know I know you don't like it that much. And that's okay. okay. Say, that's that's okay. No, it's okay. But like uh, there are things about it that are good and things that are bad. About and it I I'm 100% I agree with that. Like, you know, it's but it's not free from consequence. Right. That's that's the most important thing. But like when like before that was really, you know, a thing in school, like teachers what they would reward us with and things. So like my one fourth grade teacher um she would like when our class was being really good. She would give me a quarter, a quarter, or like somebody. She would give him a quarter and send him down to the extras room mm-hmm. at the back of the cafeteria and have one of the extras uh, cafeteria ladies give us a big bag of like pretzel rods and everybody would get a pretzel rod in class. But I just remember that I'm like it was a quarter, a quarter. Like, but the, she, like, you know, I don't know if she got like a teacher discount. We don't get those, but like she got we that. Shot <laughs> that. Why would Unless that it's buy one, one get them. one at Chipotle. Right. <laughs> that was one of them. And then, like, my, my third grade teacher, uh, Mr. Puglis, he used to do, like, the Golden Star student at the end of each quarter. And on um, for each quarter, he would pick one kid that was, like, awesome and would get this, like, it was literally just a wooden star that he spray-painted gold. But, like, you know, when you're eight, you're like, I need that star. Okay. Right, and right, right. I got it on the fourth nine weeks. So, like, because it was the last nine weeks of school, I got to keep the Golden Star. And I Ooh. still have it to this day. Are you serious? I'm, I'm that person that has a box you of random stuff. El- I can't remember what the other thing was, but you said something. You had something else. Oh, I have, all, I have all the stuff. I have all the stuff. All the stuff. But like, the it, keeper it, of like, the things. I'm just a very, like, I'm not one to keep just random stuff all over the place in my house like my house is very neat and like organized when i facetime you your house is very clean but, but i can't even I show can't you live my in house. the clutter but like <laughs> but i do keep like sentimental things so like mm. i have just like a box of like things from elementary school or high school or whatever and the gold star is in there oh. and i like i just remember you know having those little things that you look forward to it's literally a gold wooden star and i thought it was like amazing and then today if i did that these kids would be like what the heck am i supposed to do with this yeah like am i supposed to like like ninja star chuck it at someone like (laughs) like (laughs) but it's like the the expectations have changed too and like these kids like we were talking about this in, in another episode how like some of the entitlement is like that's insane. where I thought you were going. Is cause, yeah, because I think that if you did did that now, there'd be teachers or kids that would come and say, "Well, what about me? What do I get? What do, what I, do get? I get?" Yeah, right? and then and then because I think that it's okay to point out a student and be like, "You're doing an awesome job." It's okay that those kids don't get something in that moment. Right, right, we've, right. we've got a problem in society trophy with, with instant gratification. Yes, no. right. So I think that that's awesome. That like. Yeah. You put one kid out there, you're doing a great job because when I was a kid, if I saw that, if I didn't get it, I'd reflect on myself. Like, what am I doing mm-hmm. to yeah. not get it? What do I need to change? Now all those kids would be like, uh, where's mine? What about right. me? Well, that's what how do it I started. do? No, he got right? a star. Like, Can I have a piece of candy? And they do that, though, because like we use bear badges at our school for individual, like, you know, just I'll call out one of those stuff. bear badges. <laughs> I'll bring you one. Um, but like, it's just literally a slip of paper that, you know, has a little bear badge on it and they put their name on it. They put it in a raffle. And at the end of the week, we pull, you know, winners for like a 
choice from prize bucket or whatever. And like, I'll pass out a bear badge. Let's say like Becca's sitting and reading quietly. I'll pass a bear, a bear badge out and go like, Rebecca, I really like how you're sitting quietly and staying on task. Thanks. And then I'll I'm go back to my desk. <laughs> yeah. Like, what about me? I'm, I'm reading too. I'm like, okay. I didn't say your name. Did I? No. Right. So mind your business. So interesting like, is that's how it was supposed to start. Like those kinds of rewards were supposed to be a, hey, if you're not being recognized, what are you doing differently? Like, are you following directions? Are you? And now it's just turned into this gimme, gimme, gimme kind of thing. Yeah, and is. that's just mm-hmm. awful. And it's, you know, it's just like it's creating like a monster that we're going to have a a hard time with when, especially when these kids grow up and they're like, you know, going into the workforce and they want that gimme, gimme, gimme and not. It's not there. Yeah, it's not there. But like, it's just, you know, those little things that, you know, we lived for when we were kids and now it's, it's changed. And I hate to be like that when I was in school person, but like, you know. What I think is so interesting that I've noticed is, you know, you see like the older generations who are so down on younger generations because they don't work as hard or they don't do whatever. They don't do whatever. But it's the same generations that are like, well, did my kid get a trophy? Did my kid get whatever? And I think people don't realize how, you know problems and temperaments and attitudes that people have as adults and as employees and workers starts when you're sure young did. so you know you sure can't did. have it both ways sure did, man. Oh I, this is what i don't like is that when we were kids if you failed you failed yeah mm-hmm. if you failed you failed your teacher didn't have to give you a minimum somebody sent me a story said that a teacher matter of fact now we do the um we started a new series on board teachers called admin made me do it mm-hmm. And one of the things that an admin made a teacher do, a kid had a 23% in their class, in, in her class. And the, the principal told her to bump his grade up to a 70. <laughs> Y'all, this is crazy. This is insane. And she was like, he has a 23. Why would bump his grade up 23. all the way to a 70? And she was like, well, we can't technically fail him because it negates what he did learn. Ma'am, he didn't learn nothing. He got a 23. Like what? Our teachers would have never. No. Oh, my God. I've heard the same stories of teachers saying like the minimum that they can give a kid is 60 percent. Yeah. Yeah. And and I posted something on on my stories once about how I give zeros. If you did zero percent of the work, you get a zero. Yeah, I agree. And I got some lashback from it from people. Well, well, what happens when they're ten assignments in and they haven't done? They got a lot of work to do, don't they? Like we cannot teach kids that you can do nothing and get get something something. because that's people's justification for it is well a 50 they're like there's no need to give a zero because a 50 is still an f and it makes it harder for them to bring their grade up if you give them a zero good because that's incentive do your work in the first place because it's a difference between if you come in and one day you just decide like i don't feel like doing this and you get a zero as opposed to every single day you come in and you refuse to do anything and you get a zero you deserve to fail and i can we a lot of oh sorry oh, go ahead. i well i was just gonna say i made a lot of videos on that mentality because you know um when you get it like a zero instead of a 50 mm. right like you can still do an assignment and still fail you know right. so like for me well, that's not fair to the kids that right. actually tried but and also, they failed. I, I think a big problem is the taboo on summer school or repeating a grade because you know for me like i don't see that as an ultimate 
punishment kind of thing. If someone is not able to bring their grade up enough right. that they have to repeat a grade, it's because they're not going to be able to thrive in the next class. Yeah. Like if you have a prerequisite and you just pass a kid on because you don't want to hurt their feelings, how are they supposed to be able to manage themselves or th- even thrive in the slightest bit if yeah. you just drop them in the next class well, where they didn't them. learn the basics. Well, they're passing them because the the uh not the politics or whatever behind it, but they're passing them because they're they don't want to look like they're a failing school. It's the same reason when we write a kid up, they go in and delete it because the district doesn't want particular schools to have a certain amount of write ups. That is ridiculous. Can we even talk about how like okay, I don't know how it was for you guys in school, but like. When I was in school, I genuinely cared about the grades that I got. And I like, you know, an F to me would have been devastating. I remember when I was in eighth grade and I've been very open about how I struggled learning math. And like it took me a longer time to understand math. And I I enjoyed learning it. But like (laughs) it just took me a long time. So like when I was what? I said I still ain't learned math. Oh, I missed it or geography. But when I was in eighth grade, I got my first like C ever, and I I had never gotten a C before then. And I like I'm not one of those kids that goes to school and like just you know can fly by and get A's. I had to work hard for my right, grades, right. right? And like I went home and cried because I was so devastated that I had gotten a C. And like today, our kids like it just seems like you know there's like a handful that do care. And then there's like the rest of them are like, eh, I got an F. Oh well. Yeah, and like, you give them like a, no big deal. And you give them right. a chance to redo and, the assignment. Right. I and give they, kids a chance to redo the assignment. And they they be don't like, do they be it. Like, nah, it's okay. I just take the zero. Yes, <laughs> was, they don't what? care at all. I had I had a student this year who turned in, got a twenty percent, and I said, Hey, buddy, how about we redo this? When do I have to redo it? Well, you can do it before school. You can do it at recess, lunch, or after school. It'll be an unpreferred time. I'll take the twenty. I'll say, Oh. Now I'll make the choice for you because that ain't happening. Right. right. You're going to take this test again. I had a kid Holy that made a six. Holy. I was like, there's no, I said, my daughter could come in. She's four and scribble on this paper and make better than a six. You could have made better than a six if you would have went all the way down and Mark C. I said, you taking this again. And she did not want to take it again. I'm like, you made a six. And there's a difference between a kid making a six who genuinely does not understand and a kid who you know mm-hmm. has the capability yep. yes. to make an 80 or an mm-hmm. 85. You made a six because you ain't feel like taking this test but you're gonna do it again because i know you can do better than a c and i, I want to clarify i'm not trying to say like getting a c is bad it's like it's whatever you know it's that student's like work ethic mm-hmm. and ability because to some students a c right, is amazing right, 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 and right, right. i'm happy for that student but like you know for me i worked really hard and I, I you know i was an a b student and so like that was a devastating blow to me but like you know, it's what you said. It's you know your students' ability levels, and I know when a kid is slacking off and not trying and just getting an F for no reason, and when a kid is genuinely trying their best and gets a C. Like, yeah. there's a difference between those things. And today, it's like these kids like really don't care. It's almost like they know we have to pass them or something. I'm well, sure we, they we're do. allowing we're allowing kids it's to make like they know. adult decisions. Right. It's almost like they know, like, oh, they got to pay. They can't fail me. Because kids talk to each other. Like, they know, like, the kids also know which admin at your school is not going to do anything when they right. get in trouble and which admin they need to be scared of because they're going to do something. Like, literally, a kid one of, a kid got in trouble. I don't, I don't hardly ever call admin because for what? But the one time that I did have to call admin, admin came and pretty much justified to the child why she was disrespectful to me. 
So I looked at him and I was like, you know what? I'm let you handle it from here. Because at that point, I was like, this is so disrespectful to justify what the child is doing when That's it was ridiculous. clearly disrespecting me in front of the, the entire class. Yeah, you was, the child was clearly disrespecting me in front of the entire class. So I walked back in the classroom and one of the kids was like, Oh, that's the that's the principal that's out there. Oh, he ain't gonna do nothing. He's just gonna talk to her and then he gonna send her back to class. They like he the nice principal. He ain't gonna do nothing. They know which principal yeah. they going or like the kids. Even the like how we were saying like kids aren't afraid of authority like anymore. Like I literally had student who would go to the principal's office and then like another student would get sent up for like doing the same thing with that kid, and you know he would be afraid, and the other kid would go, oh don't be afraid. You don't don't be scared of her. Like she's not gonna do anything. And I'm like. Shut up! Like, right. stop. like yeah. no, I want him to have a healthy fear of that principal because, right. like, otherwise, a healthy gonna, fear. Gonna... I love that you had it. No, yeah, that's a great that's word. A, it is. I you should. It. I'm really sorry, but like, word. I sh- my students fear. should have a healthy fear of me. Right. I, I'm their friend. I'm going to be there for them if they need me. But you're not going to come up in my classroom and disrespect me right. or the school, any Absolutely. adult in my school, and right. they like they know that from day one. So it, I mean, no, you're not going to do that. Somebody watching gonna be like, that's just not right the kids shouldn't be scared of you you'd probably they should be don't afraid of teach. disappointing me right but they I, should have a healthy yeah, yeah. I think that healthy fear. fear right healthy i'm not fear. I, like they're not terrified of me you can ask any any of them but they're but afraid saying to they should you. be afraid to yeah. upset, upset and disappoint yeah. me absolutely that's how it should be for all kids with all adults right. absolutely yeah. Yeah, but the disrespect. But was we prevalent. know times have changed, and you know it's it's vastly different now than it was when we were kids, or even you know I want to say even ten years ago, right? Like even when we weren't kids anymore. But like you know, uh, tell us in the comments what what do you think is different from when you were in school to now? Because I know we have like a variety of age ranges that right. watch the podcast, so I'd be interested to see what you guys have to say. But thank you so much for watching this episode. I hope it was kind of you know fun to listen to our school stories and what we went with, went through. But um, make sure that you guys check us out on all of our social medias and check out our merch. We have that launched Woo-hoo. finally. So you can go to shop.boardteachers.com and grab that. And we will see you next time. Bye, best friends. Bye, lovelies. Bye.